Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another edition of Crusher Talk Radio. I've decided, yes, it's a radio show today. Welcome to the show. This is your host, of course, Haley Crusher Kane, coming to you from the chaos vortex that is the Kane compound at this moment. The dogs are eating their delicious dental chews. There's these great bones. I finally found a bone that is not really a caloric treat that's going to make them fat, um, but is not something they just stick their nose up at, and it freshens their breath. And I'll post a link to it. It's fantastic. We do our little walk, and then they have their bone. We have laundry everywhere. We have um, packing stuff happening here and there. Uh, Dr. Kane is painting the house a brilliant shade of uh, sort of a avocado green, maybe avocado with a little chartreuse mixed in there, a little bit more yellow. We are about three weeks to the big move date, so things are just hectic and crazy around here. We did send the new record to press. It's being pressed in Paris uh, by a French record pressing company plant called uh, Vinyl de Paris, <laughs> which is quite apt. Um, and their turnaround time looks to be pretty darn good. So before I tell you it's going to be four or five months, you know, for the new Crushers album, um, I'll just say this. The turnaround is a lot quicker than a lot of the domestic places. So I'm not going to give you a specific date yet, but it's looking really good, guys. Um, that was a huge load off of our minds. I'm not sure if I told you guys that last time, but we are really nearing the finish line on the new record and just cannot wait to share it with you. If you hear noise in the background, that is the laundry going. Like I said, today is just a bit of a crazy day, and I thought I would come on here for a brief crusher talk and say hello and catch up with you guys, and then I'm going to run to the post office to drop off some merch. People have been purchasing the last clutch of fun-sized cassette tapes. There were about 10 of them, and now there's zero of them. So that's been really fun um, to have you know, do all the little goodies and write the little thank you notes to everybody. Thank you guys so much to anyone listening who purchased one of those tapes. Thank you so much for uh, collecting a piece of Crusher's history. And um, when I say I'm going to run to the post office, I mean literally run. I have been back on my couch to 5k game. If you don't know what that is, it's an app. I do recommend it. It's one of those things I start doing whenever I need to bring my cardio back up, and that usually happens before we do a string of dates. As y'all might know, we have a string of dates that's about four or 10 or 12 days with no, or there's one day off. So it's going to be a lot of singing, jumping, and hopefully a good sleep, but you know, we, we can pray for good sleep, but that doesn't mean we're going to get good sleep. Um, so it's just good to have my lung capacity back in action and just get my butt in gear and tone up some of those muscles. <laughs> it's amazing how much things start to atrophy after you turn 30. Um, so we are, and I say we, the royal we, we, um, me and Peanut Crusher are doing our little couch to 5K. The vet says she's two pounds overweight. So <laughs> we, have a, we have a chubby little dog that's trying to work off some calories. Um, but yeah, Couch to 5K, that's a free app. I love it. That's been kind of part of my life la lately. It's a new thing that I'm 
a new old thing I'm doing again. And one thing I really like about it is it is a mixture of walking and jogging that is timed and you can kind of do it at your own pace. It is, I think, a nine week program, um, but you can actually repeat days if you feel like you're not ready to move on to the next day. And I really like that. I feel like it's important to like trust your body and know when, okay, I'm feeling like I'm not ready to move to the next thing. You can kind of repeat the same one until you're ready. Um, there's a step tracker and you can track, track your progress every time you run and you can see like this cool little, like a lot of apps do this now, but you can see sort of, sort of the map of where you ran. The other day I did some like laps around this continuation school near the house and it just looked like I was doing like donuts over there. Um, so yeah, that's been a fun thing to incorporate into my life lately and just thought I would share that with you. Um, if you didn't know, our new single, Lust to Love, which is an ode to the Go-Go's classic, came out today. So today is March 15th and I'm celebrating the release of Lust to Love and feeling great about it. A little punch drunk, a little tired, a little frazzled because unlike a lot of our singles and just general um projects where we have a lot of things done in advance, when working with our publicist, Ray B. Inc. out of New York City, this time um, it was, a, for whatever reason, uh, sort of a last minute thing, which is not normal and it's no dig to him. Ray is an amazing person and the team there and Heather and great people, but for whatever reason, I think just a lot of stuff going on. There was definitely some back and forth on getting that press release edited and ready to go at about midnight, which means he was probably up at, what, 3 a.m. So I was up quite late last night, and since I was up late and the single was coming out on the East Coast and it was ready to go, I was like, let's shoot out that, you know, schedule that newsletter, let's, you know, make those posts and change those links. And so, of course, um, my evening just sort of, fizzled before my eyes and suddenly it was two in the morning. So um, another reason why I might be a little bit short today because I may not have a lot of wisdom to depart or impart on you today. I am feeling a bit frazzled just in general and then the excitement of the single release and the video and all that good stuff is just a lot. So <laughs> um, go check it out. I'll link it, obviously. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you are well aware of everything I'm publicizing. And in keeping with the good-natured, giftable nature of this quote-unquote podcast, which I really do want to maintain for you and not devolve into like just talking about all the wonderful things I'm doing. Um, believe me, they're not glamorous at all. <laughs> it may seem glamorous, but none of it is glamorous, you guys. Um, in fact, this kind of segues into what I was going to say. I always want to bring you guys something that is either like entertaining or behind the scenes, or maybe it's helpful. And um, mm, I'm breaking my coffee rule and just having I'm, I've been heating up the last two inches of this coffee for the past hour, just like for some reason, unable to finish it as I scurry around my house. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring up, um, just because we are talking about videos, like some of the things that we, Reed and I, Dr. Kane and I do when we do videos. And I just think it's really fun to go back to our YouTube and see the videos that we did in like 2015, 16, 17. And I have no like cringiness about it. I think 
showing your work is one of the like one of the greatest things about being a creative person is the ability to show your work. Like show and what I mean by that is like show how you got there and to not just arrive in this world as if you have been shot out of this perfect like artist womb with this perfect art that's perfectly done and everything's polished and ready to go. It's so cool I think to see how people evolve and to see how people's Art evolves, and if you look at our videos, you can definitely see that. And our ambitions and our passions have never wavered, but our skill set has certainly grown. So from iMovie to Final Cut Pro, we have, I have definitely upped my game in terms of video editing. I've talked about this before, but during the pandemic, I dove into Final Cut Pro, took the leap, bought it, loved it. And just got really into video editing. And so now I edit all the videos. Well, I always edited them. But now I do them with a lot more care. I get so excited. I, I have like a whole preparation process with all my files and get everything labeled. And then I like, you know, get rid of the bad ones. And then I, you know, toy around with different combinations. And it's really been a passion and just so fun to just be able to have this avenue to do film editing. Because, you know, when does an average person just get to edit film? Um, I, I guess in this day and age with Instagram reels and like all sorts of social media, I guess we all are sort of film editors. So that is kind of a dumb thing to say because we really are all doing it, but, um, I have really come to enjoy it. Um, so that said, I mean, that aside, which I, I'll tell you, if you want to go on YouTube, you can find great people to teach you everything you need to learn about how to create transitions how to add layers and transparencies and slow motion and your shutter speed and all that stuff um, to your video editing. That's that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the DIY stuff that Dr. Kane and I continue to utilize <laughs> and just the basic concepts that we utilize to make videos. And um, this could be useful for somebody who's using videos for fun, like as just a personal project or for a business or band or whatever. I mean, Sometimes it's just fun to make a video, right? Um, but one thing that we have found that really works that we've used quite a bit now is going into a darkened or dark room, dark-ish room, and using paint, basically. Um, we painted our practice space black for this video, just a wall, actually, because we still had the cul-de-sac neon writing on the wall with the paint pens. So painted, I, paint, I roller painted one wall black and then we got red cellophane from literally just like the craft store and put it over a flashlight and used the feature on the flashlight that flashes, you know, that, that feature that kind of gives everybody a seizure. And that was, it's been a really interesting thing. This is probably the second time I think we've done this where we're using a video or a flashlight with some sort of thing in front of it, you know, um, for cul-de-sac, we had a friend put their hand in front of the flashlight. It was actually a little floodlight, um, that we had, and that created this movement that was really beautiful and kind of jarring. And, um, for this one, we kind of, actually, I think we used our hand again, but we also kind of used some flashing and just the idea of using like literally just like a colored piece of, it's like the gift wrap that you use to wrap like gift baskets. I mean, it, and it's funny, when you look at the video, you'll see this really beautiful red, like lush redness. That was kind of what I envisioned for it, was like red and black and white. And that red all just comes from that cellophane that cost a dollar to get um, at the store. So that's been kind of cool. Um, another thing that we've been trying to do is 
um, simplify the storylines. Um, a lot of times we do have a storyline and plot, but lately we've been trying to just create a couple things. So like there'll be the A the A roll and the B roll. And the A roll is like the main video. The B roll is the secondary video. And if we have time, we'll do one more that we can splice in and just kind of mishmash them. And we just try to look at it more in terms of like, okay, what are the three visuals, two visual stories are trying to tell? Um, she Drives is a good example of that. If you look at She Drives, there's a visual plot of me stealing the car and running away and getting in the the, the truck and stealing the truck and chase, you know, being chased by these hapless cops. That's the plot, right? But then the, the secondary visual story is just us playing, you know, in a truck yard in front of this um, truck, right? So it sounds boring and like not enough, but when you get those two things together, I'm telling you, you do not need more than that. And for that occasion, we did have several camera shots at once that I had to kind of line up and go through um, of us playing live and even just having multiple camera shots of that and then multiple um, or the one, you know, storyline of the cops and the chase and everything was a lot. So it's like you really don't need that much. So I would just say like be minimal and try to think of like at least two visual stories you can tell. One of them could be plot driven and the other could just be texture. It could and texture doesn't have to mean literally texture. Texture could just be it's a color story or it's a it's a feeling story. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples of this. I mean, in, in cul-de-sac, there's a lot of stuff happening with no plot at all. I mean, it's really like an art film. <laughs> you know, I try to think of what are the four or three or four places in my neighborhood that are kind of cool to shoot, which in itself is a great tip too. Like, I think we become blind to what's around us and we especially take for granted the beauty of what's around us and not just California. I mean, anywhere you live, there's going to be something so unique about it that to everyone in your neighborhood is just like, oh, that's just Madonna Inn. You know, that's just the Madonna Inn Rose Garden. But for me, as a, you know, looking at it from a film perspective, I'm like, okay, well, that's a beautiful, beautiful location with gorgeous blooming roses that I did not have to plant that is accessible and public and free. Um, you know, it's been kind of a challenge to do these things in San Luis Obispo because we do have sort of a limited array. We've done a video at the Sunset Drive-In and, you know, we've done video a video at Madonna in um, brief parts of that. Um, you know, we've done photo shoots in local barber shops. Like we're always looking for little ways to like kind of give a wink and a nod to where we're from and also like just kind of utilize the places that you might just walk on by and just think it's so normal to you. But um, you can tell a really cool visual story if you just try to have the eyes of a beginner or just the eyes of a newbie or a tourist. Being a tourist in your own town, just trying to see things from a fresh perspective is helpful. Um, another thing that we have utilized is a very small, I don't know what they're called. I think it's like, it, it basically grips your iPhone, um, for you and you can hold it and it wasn't expensive and you can actually make these. I, I think, I mean, I want to say dolly, but I'm, it's not a dolly. It's a handheld thing. I just can't remember the name of what they're called. Um, but it helps in terms of like shakiness. Um, also making sure you're on you know, the HD mode of your phone, if you have one and you can also, um, stabilize, there's a, there's a, 
a feature to stabilize shakiness, which is helpful. Um, using iMovie on your phone is helpful. If you have not explored the iMovie feature on your phone, I've actually made full like like clips and teasers and things on my iPhone. Um, I don't use iMovie anymore, but I used to use it on my phone all the time. And that's free if you have a freaking iPhone. So you better be doing it. Um, uh, also, we've been just trying to, we didn't do it for this video, um, for Lust to Love. Actually, I should mention for Lust to Love, the locations that we filmed in. So one of them is the practice space, as I'm sure you noticed. We have some great shots of Dr. Kane in a really spiffy hat, just being very dramatic and noirish. And then we also filmed across the way at Laguna Lake, which is a beautiful lake and a park just across the road from our house. And so in the black and white, though, it really does make it kind of look like a haunted, scary place where in if you were there on the day of the shoot, there's like golden retrievers like laughing and like playing and like little kids jumping around and it's all gorgeous and blue skies. <laughs> so a lot can be done with um, black and white. But um, oh, gosh, what was I saying? Now I'm going to be off on some tangent. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I've definitely lost my way. Um, oh, um, bringing people in to, 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 um, basically film one static thing while you're doing something else. So for instance, when we did a video at Dr. Kane's comics, the comic book store in downtown slow, we had a couple friends with different phones all filming the same thing, but from different angles. And we told one of our friends, your job is to get the whole band playing live. And then the other friend were like, we just want you to get the smallest little cool moments. And like little, like little details of like, you know, movement. And don't worry about getting the whole band. Just try to get some cool shots of each person. And I feel like that that is like something that, I mean, whenever I'm with a friend who's doing an event, like I have a friend who does DJ nights and she's a, a vinyl DJ and I get like one video of her, you know, um, you know, doing her thing with the records and stuff. I'm always like, man, if we only had one other person to just get a different angle of that and you splice that together and suddenly it's like, whoa, super promo video for her, you know? So it's fun. Sometimes just, just tell your friends to do it. And these were actually friends that, I wouldn't say they were the most confident at that moment. They are both very good visually and are really good at video stuff. But I feel like we were very like, okay, you got, you film this, you film that. And, um, sometimes that's all you need is just a body to press play. Um, that said, we've definitely worked with our friend Curtis Campbell, who's a very good videographer and has a fancy camera and spliced that with iMovie and I'm sorry, with iPhone footage as well. But I, I mean, the point of what I'm saying here is just anyone can do it. Um, don't feel intimidated. And if you are somebody who's visual and just enjoys taking photos and taking videos, like make some videos of your life. Like it doesn't have to be anything you share with anybody. Of course, I would be stoked if like one of my best friends just sent me a cool video they did. Actually, one of my best friends did do this recently. Um, my friend Lindsay, she sent me um, a reel that was a private reel or something, a TikTok that was just like her dogs, <laughs> her dogs um, messing around. And it was with the, the um, what was this? The audio was like the office where everybody in the office, the TV show was, was obsessed with doing parkour. 
it's a long story. I mean, I feel like you have to see it to understand. But I guess the point is play with visuals, have fun with it. Um, don't be intimidated and just know that every single video we ever do, and including the latest one, is just a complete last minute labor of love. Um, in fact, uh, one of the scenes I'll tell you about where it's just one of the B-rolls where I am singing and there's sort of that noirish um, shade, um, sort of like a just a window shade, you know, that the um, horizontal lines over my face. I had had my friend Danielle and uh, Shane over for dinner and we had had a couple cocktails and we were just kind of messing around when I was like, oh my gosh, actually, I really need to get this one part. Can you help? <laughs> this is, these are my friends that I actually am, get them to do it a lot. And I'm lucky because not only do they always say yes to my requests, but they even end up doing their own videos. In fact, the, um, uh, the Neurotica video, if you go on YouTube, is one that my friend Danielle and Shane did together. And oh my gosh, it's so perfect. I freaking love it. Um, but anyways, we're just kind of sipping cocktails and I'm like, oh crap, I have one more thing I need to do. And like, we needed one person to hold a flashlight. We need one person to film and one person to like futz with the, um, the blinds or something. And so I remember shooting that part and just being like, man, I'm kind of tipsy and like, I'm trying to sing to the lyrics and there's probably 80% of that whole film I'm singing incorrectly to my own lyrics because it's kind of hard to remember lyrics when you're like not in that context and you've had a little, you know, some margaritas or whatever and you're just hanging out. And I just think it's funny because the the the, the parts that you'll see in the Lust to Love video where I am very stoically singing in that part are the parts I remember. So it wasn't even like I chose the best visual parts. It was just like, okay, Haley, which ones did you not fuck up? So Allow that to be your uh, guide today. And um, yeah, if, if you ever, if there's an artist out there or person that you, you know, are watching and, and you think that they're not fucking up or they're not showing their work, just remember there's always, you know, a, a best laid plan, um, a, a, an elaborate script or whatever that has fallen by the wayside and they're working on their plan B and I think so many times we think that people's plan B's are their plan A's and um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with plan B. So <laughs> um, in that DIY spirit, I will leave you here and I hope that you have a very good week. Um, I'm going to head out to the post office to drop off some merch and get my steps in and saying that I got my, I'm getting my steps in makes me apparently a vintage millennial from what I've been hearing on the internet. Um, the minute you start going, ooh, I'm going to get my steps in, that's when it's all over. So sorry if that's you. <laughs> Anyways, great chatting with you or at you, and I will talk to you next week. All right, take care. Bye-bye.